You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. Awesome. I am your host, ArieScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, it's funny because this right. is the second time we've done this. Right. Uh, Small glitch. <laughs> anyway, this week is uh, uh, Mission Impossible and uh, The Darkest, Darkest Minds came yeah. out. And uh, we won't go through all the same stuff that we said before. But uh, before we get to the movies, because <laughs> uh, I'm over it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not even news anymore. <laughs> right. It's old. Uh, before we get to the movies, um, <laughs> I, I do want to say it, it is so weird that I do want to say Mission Impossible is is performing oddly, mm-hmm. and I think that's worth mentioning. I expect, I mean, it's it's doing fine, right? Uh, nothing about the amount of movies, uh, amount of money that it makes, is going to determine whether or not we get another one. Right? That's not going to be the deciding factor. But I did expect more people to go to it. Um, I think it's a little odd, yeah. especially. Uh, j- there was so much hype about all his stunts and everything. Yeah. You'd think a lot of people would show up just for that. But anyway, uh, before we get to the movies, uh, there's, there is some news that I wanted to talk about, especially because uh, it's really recent. And uh, we got an email that we kind of get this question every once in a while. And uh, we love your emails. Yes. But we don't, we don't necessarily respond to everything that everyone sends us. Right. Uh, on the air, uh, you know, we'd like to, um, right. but uh, sometimes it kind of depends on how you write the email. Actually, it might be the same thing. Uh, it might be the same general idea. And so, like I said, we've gotten this question every once in a while All right. uh, over the years. Um, but this time, you know, I don't know. It was a different email and it was posed it in the form right. of give me uh, some explanation or All something. Right. I love it. <clears throat> uh, so we'll we'll talk about the email first. And then there's news because I want to talk about the Oscars uh, because the Oscars have big news. Okay. Uh, you know the Oscars yeah. have big news, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, and I'm sure everybody. I'm trying does. to think about what the email so, is already. Uh, now. Yeah. Anyway, we got an email, and it was from uh, David in New York City. All right, hey David. Uh, and he didn't give us any more than that, and it's weird because usually people do. And it makes me yeah. Wonder, it makes me wonder if David is really from New York City. Uh oh, already challenging. <laughs> I'm just saying, we're already challenging. I'm just, you. Because every time I've gotten an email before from New York City, it tells me what borough. Right. They they right. put that. They say from. Yeah, it's, it's like a you know maybe he's new to New York City, right? And he's not. Yeah, he's or maybe not he's like been there native. so long he knows not to tell you. Yeah, or he doesn't care. I don't know. But yeah. every other email I've ever gotten right. uh, from some from someone in New York City, it says like I'm Manhattan, in right? Yeah, yeah, right, uh, sure, Brooklyn, right. whatever. Yeah, they always say no one can just say New York City. I don't yeah, and and I don't get it. Because right. I'm not from New York City, right. and right? it doesn't. I don't care but, if you're from Queens <laughs> right, or from the Bronx. It doesn't. Sense. Yeah, none of that. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, but so basically, uh, what he uh, challenged us with, I Uh-oh. guess, okay, in a in a sense, was uh, the goodness of movies and uh, and basically like kind of. 
bagging on movies in uh, like a really horrible way that we do. Okay. <laughs> because we rip movies apart and stuff. Okay. And, uh, and ap- apparently <laughs> he implies this, and I haven't noticed it, and I swim in the wrong circles of the internet probably, but apparently there's some kind of thing where this is a thing that people are talking about uh, on the, you know, on the interwebs. On the internet. Yeah. And, the, and the social media about like just letting people enjoy things or something. There's some, oh, okay. there's some thing about that apparently. I, okay. I don't even know. I'm taking uh, David's word for it. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so I, his sort of his question was right. Uh, I guess how if some if we hated a movie, yeah, and somebody really liked it, yeah, then what? <laughs> I guess is kind of kind of the question. Okay, uh, like so if there's a movie and we totally ripped it apart, but it's really popular, yeah, and uh, and you know actually now that I say that out loud, it kind of fits with the whole crazy Oscar thing because now they're going yeah. to have a popular movie category right. uh, where they get to go find this movie sucks yeah <laughs> but right. everybody but loves everybody it, loves I it i guess yeah. I don't, that's I the mean, idea I, anyway i don't know exactly what that category is supposed to mean right except that apparently we're gonna vote on best popular movie or something like we're gonna <laughs> like we're gonna take I don't goodness even, yeah, no. out of the equation right and nominate movies because they're popular to get some special award i don't know anyway uh, but we'll get into that later. But uh, so anyway, like if we have if we take a movie where everybody loved it and we mm-hmm. hate it, mm-hmm. uh, or at least we really really bag on it, yep. And uh, and then what? I guess what does that mean for like our view of the people who liked it or something? Oh, so that's the so like I, I if, I, if, I hate, of, like, if I hate if I hate Solo, like and are we too David cool, loves it? Who knows? What I do know. I think of David? That kind of thing. Yeah, kind of right. Okay, and uh, okay. So I guess is kind of a general question, a general yep. idea, and so uh, I I guess I have to answer it kind of generally. Yeah, <laughs> sort sure. Of. And I, I I think there's two cases, and I think uh, all the movies that I hate, <laughs> or like let's say that I if I rate a movie like three or lower, right, right. If okay. I if I rate a movie like four, and you like it, well, whatever. I mean, sure, <laughs> that's, sure. That's there's not, not much of a that's not yeah. that low, yeah. right? Um, so like all the movies that I guess I rate like three or lower is mm-hmm. sort of a really dislike to hate. Right. kind of category. And I think all of those movies you can split into two groups. And I I don't think there will be like a lot of outliers, um, but maybe there will be like a few exceptions or something. Sure, there but always I think are. all of those movies you can split into, um, yes, if you like this movie, I think you're really stupid. Right, right. And B, if you really like this movie, fine. Sure. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's, sure. Good for you. It's it's uh, goofy and it's not good. I think there are movies that don't have any goodness that I can find in some sense. Right. But I might even actually like them. Right. right. I mean, sure. I might. I, I, there are movies that I like that I would watch again. Yep. And I don't watch movies again. This, <laughs> so, this is true. Uh, there are movies that I like that I watch again that if you really like. You know, if I have to rate it, I'd probably go. Yeah, I mean, it's bad, <laughs> right? I mean, there, 
There yeah. are bad movies that I like, yeah. but there are bad movies that um, there are bad movies that are calling you stupid for liking them. Right. I mean, there are movies that the Paul Blarts of the world. Uh, there, there are movies that it's not my fault. <laughs> right. <laughs> like. I'm not calling you stupid for <laughs> right, liking the movie. Right. The movie's calling you stupid for liking the movie. Right, so, right. I mean, I guess, like, in a very general way, that's my answer. It it depends on what the movie is. and uh, Very much. And it depends on the extent to which the movie is bad, or I'm rating it low, or I hate it, or whatever, because it's so stupid, and because it thinks that you're so stupid. I mean, there's plenty of movies... You know, like you said, Paul Blart, but there's there's plenty of others. There's plenty of movies where you can't watch it really without just knowing that it only wants to make money off of your stupidity, right? right. It's like right. P.T. Barnum movies. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's yeah. like you'll show up because you're dumb enough to give me your money for this. Right. So like it depends, you know, and if it's something that is I don't know. You mentioned Solo, and I don't know that we hated Solo. I did. Maybe you hated Solo more than me. Um, I had problems with Solo, but there wasn't anything about that movie, I don't think, that was really based on thinking the audience is stupid. It just made bad decisions. And, you know, I guess it's... Yeah, that's a different one. At some point, it's kind of how honest are the people making the movie, you know, that they're, that they can actually say they're trying to make something good. Right. And there's a lot of room for a lot of different things to happen there too. Right. I mean, like, uh, you know, like evil dead. Right. Is really stupid. Yeah. Right. But the people making the movie were trying to make a good movie. Right. Just a very specific kind of good movie, right? (laughs) They were trying to make a movie that was, you know, wacky and kind of silly and sort of uh, in its own way sort of exploitive of horror movies. And and they made a movie that really is kind of stupid, that (laughs) that is like silly and laugh-inducing and stuff like that. Right. but in a, in a very different way, the people making it were, I think, very honest about what they were doing, right. and they weren't trying to call anybody stupid, no. right? Yeah. They, right? So, right. Anyway, it's it's tricky, and I, I think you said something that definitely is how I look at it. It's very subjective to what we're talking about. If you go see Rampage and you love The Rock, and you'll see, you know, you've got a Tooth Fairy poster on your wall. Like, (laughs) you're going to like that film more than I, and that's okay. But if we go see something like Zero Dark Thirty, and you think it's the pinnacle of American contemporary cinema making, well, then we've got a different issue. Because I know when you went to go see Rampage, you're just crushing on The Rock, or you just want to absolutely throw popcorn in your face for two hours, and I get that. Right. But then you're making a bigger statement about beyond your own pleasure and the merits of story, pacing, narrative, direction, all these things that I feel you can tell the difference when you see good from bad. And the difference there in certain things is if you tell me that this Fifty Shades of Grey movie is better than all of them, then I believe you because I don't have a frame of reference there. But if you... If you tell me that Solo is the best non-original trilogy film in Star Wars, well, then 
I think you're wrong. Right. And I can have a discussion with you based on all the things that matter. But in the end, are you going to see, you know, are you going to see a war movie? And in doing so, you're going to go see like uh, Independence Day and qualify that as a war film. Or are you going to see Dunkirk? Because those are two very different right, experiences. Right. So, yeah, without knowing David specifically saying, hey, you guys judged Valerian really hard. Well, right, and he would mean right. me because you liked it way more right, than I right. did. What would you think of those around you who like it? So, in essence, he's almost asking, like, what do I think of you? And maybe what do you think of <laughs> right, me right. when we have a great divide? Not just a few. And I just think with you, because I know you and I don't know David that there was something that appealed to you and caught you in a way that didn't get me. Was I in an irritable mood that day or was I really in the mood for Lethal Weapon and not The right. Age of Innocence? Maybe. But I'm usually more aware of that when I say, like, I just wasn't in the mood for this, so I gave right. it a four. And like, are, I can't get into it. There are also... Uh, so there's a million things you that know, go yes, into there's a There's a ton of things that you have to take into account. And when the question becomes a, about another person really liked it, Right. Because I cannot like something for you Any know, reason. whatever different <laughs> Every reason. reason. But yeah. uh, it kind of depends, I think, more on why a person liked it yeah. than why I didn't like it. Right. Insofar as, I guess, what I think about this person or yeah. or whether or not I can just let people enjoy things. Sure. Or, sure. You know, whatever it is. And like with the uh, example that you give with Valerian, you know, there there's a lot of things you have to take into account. Uh, with liking or not liking things um, because some people just have their genres too. Right, right. I'll like a horror movie in a way you you just won't. Right. And it's not I defined. Mean, it depends just, on it doesn't what kind of horror yeah. movie. And, sure, but not everyone. You yeah. know, but they're not my thing. Like war movies are Westerns, not my thing. Westerns, I mean, God. We like got, I love Westerns. Yeah. And I even like war movies if they're about <laughs> an old enough war. Right. right. If you right. really go sure. back, right? But movies that are about like World War One or World yeah, War Two, right, and right. there's a bunch of people in trenches and driving <laughs> tanks. Like, yeah. I just really don't care. Right? Yeah. It's just not my thing. Yeah. But, you know, like cheesy, like space opera things, right. like The Fifth Element and Valerian, right. that, I love those. Right. Uh, like, that's my thing. Yep. I think those are good. Unfortunately, you know, you also get things like Jupiter Ascending yeah, or whatever, right, and right. then you figure out that those can be garbage too yeah. but but you know you have your your bent towards certain genres right and so you didn't like it i did i thought yeah. it was a lot of fun yeah <clears throat> so it it really depends at some point it doesn't depend anymore right like right. there's it, no genre of <laughs> i just really like paul blart and right. <laughs> i just really like uh mall security genre right, or right, something right. like that right um but so I guess that's the general answer, but I think it fits in. And I have to say, um, I have over the years, like repeatedly bashed on uh, Roger Ebert right, and mm -hmm. his take on certain things like Indiana Jones, and the crystal skull that he gave four out of four stars and right. thought was awesome right. when really it's totally horrible. And <laughs> when he used to do, you know, like Siskel and Ebert yeah. stuff, and they have their own like clashes on a lot of things. Right. And even though a lot of the time they're kind of like us, you know, yeah. like a lot of the time they actually give they're the pretty same similar. thing thumbs yeah. up. Right. 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 When, uh, when they used to have the show, yeah. uh, 
you wouldn't get a lot of thumbs up and thumbs down. Right. It was either thumbs two thumbs up or, or two, two thumbs yeah, down. Right. You know, there was. Yeah. I mean, there were there were plenty enough of them, I guess, but yeah. there weren't there weren't really that many. But one of the things that they differed on a lot, uh, at least to some extent, is you know Siskel. Uh, and I can't remember the movie he was talking about, but he like very famously uh, said, you know, if you think whatever this movie is, right, <laughs> is the best movie that was ever made, I just get to say you're wrong. Right. It, at some point, right. there is an objective right. stance to take. Yeah. Right. Like if you think Paul Blart is the best movie that's ever been made, I just get to say you're wrong. Right. And I don't know exactly where Ebert falls on that. But he kind of seemed to disagree with the general idea. Yeah. Like there's like it's too subjective or right. you know. And there's whatever. a way to say that. You could say, I think this is the best movie I've ever seen. That that's great. I don't know how many movies <laughs> well, you've seen, but you're weighing it in a different yeah, way. I don't but, even know if you're allowed to say that, right? Uh, they, <laughs> I, I, I you guess, could say this is the movie I like the most. That has nothing to do with actual goodness, right? Yeah. You well, just if you've like only it, seen but, four films and it was, you right, know. This is the only film I've yeah, seen, right. and so it's the best I, one. I think, it's, I think it absolutely depends on a bunch more criteria that David didn't give us, which is too bad. Feel free to be more exploratory in your criticisms of us if you send them in. But, you know, I, I can appreciate that because I think my girlfriend will say this when I come home, and she'll say, what would you guys do? And I'll say, we did Mission Impossible Fallout. And she's like... How much time did you spend complaining about the movie? And I'm like, well, 50 minutes. And she's like, right. so you loved it. Right. <laughs> right. You know, or vice versa. How much time did you, you know, right. complain? Oh, just a few minutes. So you right. hated it. You know, so there's a thing that we've done and it's been fun to do. We don't do it purposefully, but it's almost. It's just. It's just it's a toss up. What, what are we, yeah. how do we lead the conversation? We don't ever plan our conversation. We just start talking and it's easy to pull the other into a, man, this sucked. Why right. did we like that? But right. still it was fun. So. You know, I love getting the emails, but I think that one needed a bit more fleshing out. Because I wonder if there was a specific movie. Yeah, he didn't mention a specific movie, but uh, it's not hard. I mean, we hate lots of stuff, so. (laughs) Yeah, you're you're a better critic. It could be anything. I love more than I hate, but Uh, I feel like I I hate enough. Anyway. um, Anyway. I I feel like he's got lots of ammunition to pull from because I feel like when we do the show, Every so often, we will go like a couple of months, and I'll go. God, are we going to like rate anything <laughs> good, like positive? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah. okay, so that's our email. Moving on to uh, the news, I just wanted to talk right. about the Oscars. So the uh, and it's funny for me in a very specific way, and I don't know that there has been any kind of statement, and I don't know that you can make any kind of statement because it's horrible and it's. Uh, you know, not politically correct thing to do. Right. But basically uh, the Oscars have decided that uh, they like the critics choice awards better than themselves. Yeah. They're a little envious. <laughs> and, uh, yep. uh, so uh, that's just my own personal statement, not yeah. really from the Oscars or anything, but uh, the Oscars in a, in a move basically to try to do something about the fact that their ratings uh, have gone down every year right. for like five years. Yeah. And uh, even before that, uh, it's it's something like a decade since they had really decent ratings. And like, last year like was supposedly really, like the worst. Really good ratings. But them. last year was bad. The, the worst of them. Last so, year, the yeah. ratings were really bad. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, 
So they have decided to switch stuff up. Yep. And one of one of the things they're switching up is they're adding this popular movie category, yeah. which I think is a little goofy because that's what they call it. Right. But I feel like, and it could be just me, that they're basically stealing that from Critics' Choice sure. because we do like the action movies and the comedy movies. Yep. Uh, and and we we also do uh, best sci-fi or horror or right. whatever, right. where we do best action movie and best comedy movie. And unfortunately for us, that has gone a little off the rails for me yeah. anyway uh, in what gets nominated and what wins. But it's still in that area of, look, we just want to focus more on some kinds of movies that are more popular, right? Right. right. <clears throat> um, so now for me personally, uh, the best action movie should not be something that like, if you're nominated for best movie should be disqualified from, <laughs> from being nominated for best action movie, because right. that's not the thing, right? right? The, th- the, the theory is to highlight other movies, right? Right. right. Um, you could have like, you know, Deadpool and someone could go best comedy, best action, best movie. Right. And, that, and then right. it's just, that's not a, that's not the thing. Right. But anyway, uh, so they're going to have this, uh, most popular or popular movie award, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and then the other thing that they're going to do is they're going to try to shorten up the show by, uh, not having a lot of the things actually awarded on the air. Right which is what the Critics' Choice does right. uh, too. The Critics' Choice, though, is especially at this point where the Critics' Choice has made themselves into like the Golden Globes because the TV and movie happens at the same award show, right? Yep. So they obviously have uh, tons to try and cover. That's not all going to be on the show. Right. But, but the Oscars, you know, they always did. They had everything. Yep. And now they're not going to have, uh, you know, probably... No more the, costume design, yeah, no more special I mean, effect. The, well, maybe, but no more sound editing. The, editing and the the normal things right. that you. It's going to be the top are, ten or twelve. Get cut yeah, right, right. So now I think the thinking is uh, both that it, you know, gets rid of the time a, yep. a bit, um, but also unfortunately no one's tuning in because they want to see who wins best sound editing, right? And that way. Uh, what does get aired has more time for people to talk without without the music right. starting to play and right. the light going off. Um, because I, I will tell you, that pisses people off who are watching. Sure. I mean, because every time the Oscars, at least for the last two or three years that I've kind of paid attention to this sort yeah. of thing while it's airing. Right. Um, you, you know, the people on social media, that just pisses them off. Yeah. Uh, and then they'll show the clips of it the next few days on like YouTube and people complain about it. And right. it's always, you know, somebody wins, especially when you get towards the end of the show, it's crazy, right? Yeah. You've got like best <clears throat> actor, best actress, best director, mm-hmm. and we're at the end of the show. Right. And they're all getting like hardly any time. And that's why people are watching it. Right. <laughs> right. It is for these, you know, see who wins. Yep but also see what they're going to say. Right. And they get up and talk for like 20 seconds and the music starts going. Right. So, and it's already 1159. You (laughs) got to work tomorrow because it's Tuesday. You know, there's a lot of fundamental, just weird choices that they've made that some of them are reasonable. You know, why shouldn't best costume design get as much award of 
notoriety and time. You know, I get that. Sure. Right. It, it sucks to say, well, you're not as important as Julia Roberts. Right. You know, because Julia Roberts will come up here and say, hey, come up and give your speech again so everyone can see right. it. Like, I think we're going to see a bunch of that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But it certainly is a problem that they air at Sunday night, you know, when people are going to work, they start at nine or they start at eight. It goes till 1230. You know, I mean, right. This is like watching the longest, and, and slowest not, baseball not game only, ever. Not only that, um, but a lot of the other stuff you have to figure is also going to get pulled. Yeah. And it's going to be way more streamlined much like the Critics' Choice Awards. Yep, <laughs> sure. Because not only is it uh, too, it's too many awards. And, yeah. you know, I, I love the, we're going to just hash on the sound editors forever. Sure, it sucks, but. I love the sound editors and I yep. love the cinematographers and I love all the people who do everything. And yeah. Costume design. And yeah. uh, I wish costume design was a more legitimate category for right. the Oscars instead of just somebody made a period movie this year so they get right. nominated. Right, right. right. Um, I wish I wish there was better nominating in that category. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, they're all great, right? Yeah. But you can't have everything. Right. I mean, you just can't, you just can't do, you know, you can't put have like all the short films and all sure. of the documentary shorts and everything happen. You can't have everything happen, but um, not only cutting some of those things, but cutting a lot of the nonsense crap that happens in that yeah, show. Right. Um, there is so much. I love the fact that they have like the who died thing. The in memoriam thing, the memorial thing. Someone gets pissed every year because you know, too many people die in a year and we can't show sure. everybody. And sometimes, sure. sometimes it's they leave somebody out. Who it's you're big. like, what the hell? Right. They've done that before. But most of the time. Right. <laughs> and I and I respect that. I, uh, I could do without but, the songs. Uh, but I think it's cool. Get rid of but all the songs. They do so much stuff. Get rid of the on jokes. On and on yeah. and on. And I really think that it's like they're holding on to right. whoever is in charge right. of every aspect of the show. Right. You know, is a bunch of really old. <laughs> yeah white men sure probably sure i don't even know but i'm just gonna say Sitting that around anyway. on their country club who, chairs who have been involved with the oscars you know since like 1940 yeah when you know people got like super dressed up and went to the oscars and the people who went to it right right it was like really for them yeah. And they were like, we'll be here all night. I'm good with that. It's right. like a big right. to-do. You it's know, it's thing. like, right. we're going to meet the queen. I'm right. not going to tell her it takes too long, yeah. right? I mean, right. it was like such a big production. Right. It's like, man, you can't have that on TV anymore. Right. Like, you, you just can't. You can't. You can't have people. And especially um, depending on who the host is, right? Right. If you're that long of a show then it makes a lot more difference who the host is. Yep. You know, and sometimes they get the host right and they pick a great host and then, you know, people tune in because they're like, I want to know what's yeah. going to happen. And then it's, right. and then the whole thing is like a big entertaining thing. And it's not even that the hosts that they pick don't do a good job, but they don't necessarily make people tune in in right. the first place right. uh, to right. know if they do a good job. Right. Anyway, uh, so the Oscars are going to be totally different. <laughs> that's such an easy category on, on I know it'll be harder than this but okay so most popular film I'm like great just go to the box office 
Because you can't tell me Rushmore is more popular yeah, than that's just, Black Panther. Black it's, Panther made it's just billions. Crazy. I know. It's it's just, it's, it's a it's, it's a ridiculously such a weird thing. And it's I don't, a ridiculously and, and I don't weird even idea. know what it means either. I don't either. And does it mean that uh, we vote on what the best movie is of the top five popular things? Right. Or do we just take the most popular movie and say, "Hooray! Here's your award." Right. Like you made the most money this year. I don't know. Right. It's weird. I don't know. I'm sure there's uh, information to be had on that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right. Moving on to uh, the movies. Yeah. So I I think um, I'll just talk about Darkest, the Darkest Minds. Minds really quick. Yeah. You didn't see it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a surprisingly good movie if you're 11. Okay, because I was just going to say, the reviews have not been no. on your side for this. No, no. Uh, if you're between, I mean, I think it's I think it's rated PG-13. So you, theoretically, you're supposed to be 13 right. anyway. Right. Um, if you're like 11 to 14, Wonder. right, yeah. um, I think it's probably a pretty good movie. Yeah. If you're older than that, uh, it's very, it's really very stagey. And everything okay. that happens, it's one of those movies where it really depends a lot on the fact that you haven't seen a lot of movies, yeah. right? If you've seen a lot of movies, you know everything that's going to happen. Like every step of the way, it's oddly telegraphed Yeah. in, uh, in a sense, like it got to the point where you really start feeling like you're watching a silent Western. <laughs> where where that's interesting where uh you know you have to wear a black hat right because people actually might get lost right because it's right okay because there's, there's only so much we can say <laughs> yeah there's only so many lines we can put up on the thing and everything has to be obvious right and that's the way movies were right. and that's why it's called you know wearing a black hat <laughs> right. and, and all right. that whatever um but the people who are there, there's like some twists where there's someone who we think is good, in quotes, right. like we think is right. good, who's actually bad, right? And it's so bonkersly telegraphed, right? <laughs> yeah, that it's it's almost like figuring out who the bad guy's going to end up being in Scooby Doo. It's right. so uh, it, it you really can't, I think, watch this movie yeah. if you're over eighteen, right? Or maybe even below that. Yeah, right. <clears throat> there is a lot of kind of like fun stuff that happens in kind of uh, like a like a campy way. Like if you try not to think of this movie as a movie, right, yeah. but as a show for teens that's on the Disney Channel mm-hmm. or something, then it actually kind of has a lot to recommend about it. It it has fun stuff that happens, yeah. and the characters are cool, I think. Uh, most of the characters are cool. And basically, it's like they're the X-Men, right? Right. And the weird thing about the story is that it's like if you compress the whole story of the X-Men, like just the X-Men in the comics, right? Yeah. If you compress all of the stuff that happened into like one movie, right? Like from beginning to right. end. Like, yeah, okay. Uh, because it sort of starts by getting you all the way to the end, right? The government is taking over all the kids who, uh, except in this one, the kids who are not mutants all die. 
<laughs> so okay. that so that's very all different. Right. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's a very <laughs> different thing that happens. But it's like all of a sudden it's just you're in the Sentinel world and <laughs> whatever. But yeah. except it's just the government and they don't have Sentinels. It's, right. It's just the government and they are trying to get rid of all of the X Men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of the mutants. This is more fun. Yeah. Um, we but, should explain every movie as but, if it's X Men. They all are. This is right? yeah. <laughs> But, <laughs> this would be really fun. Um, but anyway, it's uh, it's all the all the kids have different levels of weird yeah. mutant powers. Right. Um, there's some illness that like affects all kids, and you either die from it or you end up getting a mutant power. So it's puberty, basically. But most <laughs> of most of the people who get mutant powers uh, just have uh, pretty innocuous like telekinesis or they're just really smart yeah they just suddenly get a like a lot smarter yeah and then you go up the like food chain and then you have like the oranges who can kind of control people's minds to a certain degree yeah and then you have the red ones who like i mean it's sort of a spoiler because they never tell you what they do until the very end of the movie so warning i'm spoiling it for you Uh they like breathe fire and it's like really actually strange yeah but so basically the government uh, finds a way to test everyone and they keep all these kids in like a camp and then our our heroine escapes with the help of some people, yeah. right? Um, and she's an orange, but she pretends not to be an orange because if you're orange or red, the government just like kills you on sight. Right. <laughs> Too dangerous to be out there. Right. They yeah. just get rid of them. And yep. all of the other ones, they house in these camps. And yeah. Anyway, but it is um, it's really hard to watch if you're an adult um, because it is uh, just it, just like is I said, in the, in the same way that it's not exactly juvenile. It's just it's so simplistic and yeah. everything is so, uh, so obvious mm-hmm. uh, what's going to exactly what's right. going to happen. Right. And it's it, it's kind of like trying to watch Scooby-Doo in like a serious way as an adult. I right. mean, you can watch Scooby-Doo as an adult, yeah. but you know what you're getting into right, and right. you're not yeah. <laughs> you're not acting you like it's yeah. a serious thing, right? I don't know. Anyway, but for the right age group, man, it I it's think it, I think it's yeah. good. It's it's fun. Okay. It's almost kind of like um I don't know why this popped in my head, but it reminds me a little bit of iCarly, which is uh has nothing to do with <laughs> like right. plot wise right. or anything. But it's so like for its age group, yeah. But also like really good in that age group, yeah. And uh, except that you know I could stand to watch iCarly, and I, could, <laughs> I don't think I could watch. So this wait, movie. what would you give this? Uh, I give it well. So I give it like a six and a half. Okay, uh, just because. Uh, even for its age group, I want it to be a little bit smarter, but. Right. The age group is pretty going, solid. The age group is going to really like it, yeah. um, but I still, I still want uh, a little bit more depth to what's going on yeah. than just trying to, in a kind of cheesy way, appeal to its audience, right. as right. opposed to right. trying to be something good and hope that appeals to its audience. Right. You know. Yeah. So right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's that one. It's uh, it's it's fun. Is it You're, long? It's. Is it, it is kind of long, actually. Yeah. It's too long. I think it's about two hours. Okay. Well, um, so right. it's a it's longer than it needs to be, yeah. for sure. But <laughs> it's a lot of X Men. But 
uh, like I said, for for adults, you're not going to watch it. There are a lot of movies that um, I think I, I think one thing that I I should spell out. I still think it's six and a half because it's just not smart enough. Right. But there are movies that are f- definitely for kids, but they try to make them so adults watch them and right. can watch them and can be okay with it. There are other movies that are just for kids and adults probably aren't going to like it. And I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah. I think that's a legitimate thing. And I think a lot of movies that are like that get harshly rated um, because they don't try to also appeal to adults. And I don't think that's fair. I, right. I think you're allowed to be something that you can say, look, adults don't watch this. You're not going to like it. You're not going to get it. It's like a lot of shows that are on the Disney channel, right? right? right some of right. them are okay. Yeah. Some of them, you look at your kids and go, you like this? What's... Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, I I don't know. I think that's okay. But this one uh, could have been a lot smarter. It could have mm. done... Uh, and I guess maybe if it's exactly like the book, then you can only blame the movie so much right. for actually being, being the book, like right? The, right. Um, but it needed... Uh, you know, kids are smarter, yeah, right. <laughs> they and, can, they yeah. can handle they smarter can take stuff. It. Yeah. Anyway, okay. okay uh, Mission Impossible. Let's move on. All right. Uh, so we're like 20 years into this franchise. Yeah. And, it's, it's crazy. And what I think is kind of funny about this, and I think it's a great marketing move, but I also think it's funny, is that there was so much hype uh, going into this movie's release about Tom Cruise and doing his stunts. Right. And all the times that he jumped out of the airplane and like he broke his ankle jumping, uh, you know, across to another building or whatever, you know, whatever it is, like we really hyped the hell out of that. And it's like, look, it's super action because look at all the stunts he's doing and he's old. I mean, he's old. He's getting old. He's uh, and it's these days it's not so rare, right, to have an older guy be like your action star still or whatever. Um. I think it's brilliant because it focuses people on Tom Cruise, the fact that he's old, the fact that he's doing all these stunts, and the fact that they're s- serious stunts. Yeah, they're it's not, not. It's not like he's an old guy and he's right. doing a lot of stunts, and they're not that big a deal. Right, like right, these are right. like stunts. Right. Like he's doing serious crap in yeah. this movie, uh, and a lot of it happens. I think it's brilliant because it focuses us on Tom Cruise. He's old, but he's still action. But that's okay because we've got like you know Liam Neeson and all sure. and a lot of uh, older action stars. Yep, and it doesn't let us focus on the fact that this franchise has been going on for twenty years. And right. do we actually have anything left to say? Right, <laughs> right. right. Uh, I don't care how old your action star is, or right. what the movie's about, or what the franchise is. After 20 years, and and there's nothing that's even like a reboot or anything. Right. It's just still going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whatever franchise it is, you're going to be out of stuff to say. There, <laughs> there's sure. only so much stuff you can do. Um, but before we uh, go into the movie, I uh, I give this one like I'm really, really solid on this one hmm. uh, being seven. That's what I had you down for. Uh, I liked enough of it that I was fine with it being seven. Yeah. But you know, we have said this uh, several times and I thought about it when we were walking out of the movie, but we have said this uh, a bunch of times that there is like a special seven thing. (laughs) There's like a special thing to a seven rating. Yeah. And 
and this one for me, man, I walked out. I was like, that's just exactly that's seven. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it had a lot of stuff that I really didn't like. Yeah. Um, especially uh, when it comes to a lot of different aspects of the plot and stuff. Um, but there was like a lot of fun. The action parts of it, I thought were surprisingly good. I thought a lot of the action was better than a lot of the other movies, even the, yeah. the, the strangely driving the chases, yep. the, the, you know, all kinds of it. It's everywhere. Yeah. In this movie. Um, so where you could just go, I'm just having fun with this part and not thinking about the plot. I thought it was really good. Yeah, right. But a lot of the other uh, parts of it, I had a lot of problems with it. So it was just really solid seven yeah. for me. I, I had a blast with it. It's exactly the film I wanted to see. It's exactly the film that I want to see during the summer. I feel like everything that you see in the trailer, and if you've never seen the trailer for this film, if you just see the trailers for the other movies, that's what you're getting. Like it doesn't, right? It doesn't. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't seem to overextend itself beyond what it knows it can deliver. And in some ways with the cast that it has, which is in other films, very capable, it doesn't, it doesn't even require them to do more than they need to, even though at times they show up and give more than they had to, which seems weirdly circular. I think, I think all the actors in here are probably better than the script needs them to be here. And in a way that gives them some room to just be... <laughs> great like and I'm fun like, i'm like making a weird face at you like someone could see that because i said i said it's like it's almost like i just said i ain't gonna not gonna not do this no right more, it's uh, I, did, I had to think about where you were going I, for a minute and I then had, i thought hey uh people listening can yeah, see you right. making that face i had i had about as much fun as i thought though i had a couple little problems and one sort of big problem but nothing close to what i know you're going to describe in fact the stuff that bothered you didn't even bother me at all so i was at eight Uh, Well, that's not that much difference. I never said there was an ocean between us, but I I actually, I had thought for a long time based on the strength of the series, uh, Chris McQuarrie, whose work I really, really like. He's just looking real quick at his directing credentials. He's only done four films. I love all four of them. Right. You know, from The Way of the Gun, which I have a few problems with but all the stuff that he's done i he's great and he knows how to do a certain type of film very well and this is it right you know but even just his writing credits when he starts doing like edge of tomorrow and you know all these other films that are picking up my radar and i'm like what i really liked about the film was the story you know so he's he's certainly something that i'm interested in as a filmmaker and I was nervous about this because I had thought for a long time that this might be the best film of the summer. I'm not entirely sure that it isn't. If I look back, especially numerically, I don't think I've given anything higher right. than this. So I guess technically it is. But I walked out of there even with a little tinge of like, mm, I kind of wish they hadn't done that, having a blast. Yeah. It, it was just so much fun. Yeah. So. It is really fun. So now that we gave it seven or eight, like you said, we have to. Uh, we got to rip on we, it. We have to rip on it for a really long time. Yeah. So for me, this movie, one of the problems uh, with this movie for me in a really weird way is that it could have been like a 10. Sure. There was stuff in this movie that could have easily been wrapped around a different movie and it would have been a 10. Right. A lot of the chase stuff and a lot of the stuff where. Um, 
you know, at one point they knock the van into the water yeah. and then the other guys get them and stuff. And that was actually pretty cool. And yep. then they, they go to this place where they purposely drive their van in between these buildings so that yep. the people can't get them. And, you know, that's all like very cool when he's, uh, when he's, uh, driving around and the, there's you know he's being chased by the motorcycle and they're on opposite sides yep. of like the canal and stuff you know that all reminded me of like the best of old james bond movies right that right. was like yep. uh me too really which uh are awesome right right <laughs> so yeah uh you can email us <laughs> right. or wherever but right. uh but the old school james bond movies like sean connery and early roger moore all their action and chasings were like as good as it's going to get. Mm-hmm. And, and all, a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie was uh, like right up there. It was really good. And yeah. it was action with a purpose, right. which is like the best, right? Right. As opposed to, you know, we're just driving away cause we're running from the cops. Right. So look, action, right. and we're driving really fast, right? It's right. not really anything, but in this one, it all had like, you know, they did a good job of delivering you a purpose as to why we have to be doing this, yeah. why it's a big chasing, why whatever. Right. Yeah. And I thought a lot of that stuff was great. The big problems that I had with it. Um, the biggest problem for me is kind of a twofold thing, right? Like a, this doesn't have to be a mission impossible movie. And yeah. in a, in a, way that I think is very relevant, it's not really. Hmm. It's like Batman. <laughs> if you just want to make your weird, you know, uh, vigilante hero movie, right. then make that. But don't say it's Batman and, and get this on. And and the movie felt like, uh, first of all, the franchise felt weary of having to, I guess, be locked into this cage of the Mission Impossible team. Yeah. So what they did was say, well, then let's just not. Right. <laughs> and right. we just won't be the Mission Impossible team. We'll just call it Mission Impossible and have the same characters, but won't do anything that has anything to do with Mission Impossible. Except that, you know, they play the tape and it self-destructs and stuff like yeah. that. But it's like, it, it's like the people making the movie, whoever, some people, I don't know, somebody writing it, making it or whatever was like, Ugh, I just don't want it anymore. <laughs> and so like the impossible team doesn't have anything to do other than make mass of people. And then they figure out a way to not have to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. At one point that's part of the plan, but they go, Oh, well good. We can avoid that and not do it. Right. And then what we'll do is our plan will be dependent on being able to do that. And when we can't, we'll just go, well, I'll just do it anyway. Right. Like just do the same thing. Right. Just go ahead with the plan. Right. And it doesn't matter. And the further along the movie gets, the more that being the Mission Impossible team has nothing to do with anything. You're just basically running and <laughs> you're just going to a place and looking for something. And it's like we're trying to just suck all the Mission Impossibleness out of everything that happens. And I, I didn't, that just made me have a bad taste in my mouth hmm. for the movie. I just didn't like the fact that they were so opposed. It's like uh it's like when uh we had that James Bond movie uh and it was a skyfall. Bef- and before the movie came out, right. there was all this stuff like, well there's no gadgets. Right. There's no girl. There's no Bond, there's no girl. Bond girl. I there's no disagree with there's all no this. this. There's no that. There's yeah. okay. So 
what is it that makes a movie a Bond movie? Right. We're not doing any of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to have a guy named Bond yeah. and he's going to do other stuff and it's a completely different thing. And it wasn't as bad as that. But I had the same sort of feeling. Like, we just didn't even hmm. want to be... See, I didn't have that. I we didn't was... want to be the Mission Impossible yeah. team. And uh, and then the other problem that I had with it, which was kind of a big problem, um, but I guess it doesn't matter that much, is that the end of the movie the is, like, really kind of a red herring nonsense kind of a thing. Because uh, when we disarmed the bombs... It, the whole scheme doesn't make any sense except that we have helicopters and we're going to have these helicopter things. And there were a lot of points um, during the action when the action was good. It was really, really good, but there were a lot of parts where it started getting kind of cheesy. Um, like when he is on the helicopter and like climbing up and then he falls all the way down right, just, so that, climb up just so that for another 90 seconds, yeah. we can just watch him climbing the right. thing. I was like, man, that's that was old when right. you know it was right. the guy pulling himself back up on the stagecoach, and then right. he slips and grabs onto the thing. I mean, right. and that was seventy years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Makes the audience gasp. That stuff I didn't like, and I thought, you know, and, and that's only one example. There are like several things that happened like that. And that sort of stuff, I was like, man, you're better than this. You're mm-hmm. like doing better things than this. Now you're just out of ideas and you have the helicopter for another day. <laughs> and you're like, the helicopter is a weird linchpin because I, my biggest problem is the helicopter, but not for the same reason you have. My biggest thing is that as an action scene, there's a bunch of stuff going on. It reminds me of the star Wars formula, which is we're going to have a, a lightsaber fight we're gonna have a ground battle and there's a bunch of stuff flying around because we have to have people in space so we're cutting in between three different things for 20 minutes to build the action before we get to the you know the conclusion here they're trying to defuse a bomb while tom cruise is in a dog fight you know helicopter fight okay strangely the bomb diffusing with not even close-ups of beads of sweat coming down anybody's head. Nobody's really right. panicking, running around. You know, there's we're going to cut the blue wire at three, two, one, right. and hope we don't die. That that was more exciting to me than everything, minus maybe a couple seconds. And I really mean just a couple seconds here or there of the helicopter scenes. The helicopter fight logistically is what it is. It lives in this universe where this is an important thing, and it reeked to me of the real story, which is Tom Cruise learned how to fly a helicopter. So guess what we're doing in the film that he's executive producing? He's going to really fly the helicopter. It strangely echoes and magnifies something that is foreshadowing earlier, which is the absolutely unnecessary skydiving scene. Right. That skydiving scene is, to be fair, outside of Point Break, if you're going to compartmentalize everything, the most exciting skydiving scene I've seen but it's totally unnecessary to it's, the story. It's, it's just a, done it's so really, you can see Tom Cruise has learned how to skydive like yeah, a pro. It's, it's a really well-filmed It's incredibly look, right. It, it right. looks really cool. And, and there's a sense and of... it's well done. And it's one of those things where if you just take it out of the movie completely right. and go watch this Watch scene this alone. Right. And tell me if it's good. Man, it's you're really like, You're it's like, really holy good. crap, it's good. Yeah. But... It later, I'm so but it is uninvested. Nonsensical. And the fun thing is, I'm not even uninvested with the helicopter chase as a way of concluding the film because 
he needs to Ethan Hunt needs to get the key from the bad guy. Okay, and he's flying away, so we got to go get him. Okay, I've seen dumber things. I, it, this isn't brilliant, but there's just something about how uh, I don't want to say pandering, and I don't want to say formulaic, but I guess it's it almost felt like the filmmakers expected me to be wowed by it, so we had to put it in, right? And it and it didn't work for right. me. Because most of what was happening that was exciting isn't about and and again just to defend it in a weird way I wasn't I didn't have vertigo I could tell every second of what was happening it wasn't like just blurs and stop motion and right. quick cuts like I could see what was supposed to be happening I just didn't care yeah and I didn't care in a way that the rest of the film for two hours because it's almost two and a half hours. I did care. I, I was having fun with the characters. I thought all the goofy things that they had to do um, paid off because I believed in this universe, this would be what they'd have to do. And I still like, I mean, the watchability of all the people doing it is very high. Right. I thought it was pretty clever in a lot of different ways. Even even this weird scene that you mentioned earlier, which is in the trailer, this big bathroom fight, and then they got to go have this meeting. And right. they were going to scan someone's face to make a mask because that's Mission Impossible. And it doesn't work. So Ethan Hunt just says, well, I'm going to a meeting and I'm going to hope that they don't know what this guy looks like. Right. Okay. But the thing that I really liked, and this is what happened over the course of the film for me, was little moments that were peppered in that I thought like, oh, that's clever. Like now... Now this character from another film shows up and suggests to him that this is a bad idea because there's a lot of eyes in the room. And whoever identifies as this guy, everyone's going to come after that person. And I'm right. like, that's I like that. Right. I like that very much because now then, he... And then he like uses that and he to uses his, it, right. his and advantage. Those that's, moments that's in the films, right. I like yeah, those that things. Good. I like when they go in the end to uh, take the bomb and you find out there's a character you haven't seen for a while and they show up. I like that because right. I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, that's kind of clever. They, right. didn't, they didn't ruin it in the trailers. And I kind of believe why that's happening, even though it's a little forced. Yeah, they have a pretty good story like for that. that. There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot of the stuff. And I think um, a lot of the stuff that is the littler plot yeah, is pretty the good. The minor plot. Right. Like the littler right. plot points that they stick in, I think are pretty good. The bigger plot stuff, I think it's hard. It's hard for me yeah. right, to... <clears throat> really get an appreciation of the littler things um, when when he in the beginning he messes up the thing and now right. the nuclear materials in the wind I, I mean it started in the wind so right. I don't know why that's uh, right. so such a bad thing but right. uh, we've got uh, Angela Bassett is the CIA or whatever she yep. is and the president put her in charge and ha 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 right. and, you know whatever right and uh, so now Henry Cavill has to she says he has to go with right, Ethan Hunt and be on the Mission Impossible team. And that whole thing for me, I just thought was so ugly. Mm -hmm. it, it was so horribly done. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because um, you could, I just think you could have fixed it. You know, when, when I hate stuff in a movie, when there's like a certain thing about a movie that I really hate. And the fact that Henry Cavill walks onto the screen, rips open his shirt, and he has an undershirt on that says, I'm the bad guy. Right. I hate that, right? right. I, I really too. hate that. I do too. And when there's a part in a movie that I hate that I think, you know, how easy would it be to fix this? Yeah. It, Pretty like, easy. As easy as could be, right? right? That could be a whole other thing. But we when we have to go in, and then the thing that I really hate is that they kind of cap it off almost really for me, like they're thumbing their nose at the Mission Impossible team 
and doing that dumbass mask thing yeah. that we have to have now. Like the Mission Impossible team basically has nothing else going for it except the ability to make these masks. They, right. There's nothing about them that's any different than just Ethan Hunt go. Right. I mean, really, right. it could be anyone. They don't have anything special about them, and I don't like that. Yeah. But it's kind of like they're thumbing their nose at Mission Impossible Ness, like at their own franchise, because right. the only thing they use that mask for is to find out information that everybody knew. Yeah. <laughs> Like, but it's the like, mask, Mark. Like they did the they do the mask thing and they go, aha, we got you to reveal that you're the bad guy. Well, who right. the hell didn't know he was the bad guy right. like right. the whole time? He's been hiding so, behind a kid in the bathroom forever. And you know, they had to, they had to know he yeah. was the bad guy yeah. in order to need to trick him to prove he's the bad guy. Right. So even they already knew the right. whole time that he was a bad guy. Right. And for me, I got to tell you, I like the Mission Impossible team a little bit better, right? Mm-hmm. If Ethan Hunt goes, I've been doing this a long time. I'm pretty sure you're the bad guy. And he just like off. <laughs> like, I'm just going like with my gut. A, just like puts a couple yeah. in him. That's Mission Impossible, yeah, right? right? I mean, that's like License at some point, oh, at some point, geez. you are the super spy who's trying to save the world from right. this. And you got to go, look, I'm pretty sure I have to kill you. Yeah. Now, it's like it's like uh, Inglorious Bastards, you know? It's right. Like, <laughs> I, I'm betting that I'm right. It's like So I'm, we're just going to go with it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. The only other thing that I had a small problem with, and I mean really small, it just seemed to be in the greater scheme of things, slowing the movie down and making it, making it strangely more like a video game with cutscenes than it was necessary for the film. I wasn't wild about the whole White Widow thing. Like I get yeah. that. I get that in some point we have to put, Many layers I liked, of things. I liked her I liked the okay. idea. And I thought she was great. I liked her but it was okay, but I would have liked I would have liked her and that whole part a little better if we like only saw her once. Right, because she pops up whenever just you need do, to just do your thing. You're about to go into battle. Do you need to, you need to like her do you need to buy up, any items? Right. Do you need a potion? <laughs> I've got a magic belt for you. Oh, you don't have enough money? Better go kill some more shrubs. You know, she basically <laughs> appears like a video game character yeah, about like to power you up before she's the like boss. A store in a video game. Yeah. And and I but the strange thing is I like her yeah. and I like that character and I like what they do with it in relation to the IMF team and the CIA. Like that all makes right. very that right. that's all sensible to me. I just didn't it just seemed like weirdly draining on the film because it popped up right when things were moving and then it slowed them right down. Right. And then it was always like, well, we have to meet in London, so we'll see you in Chicago. Right. Okay, Katmandu, tomorrow. <laughs> and then you're like, wait, what? why can't we just do this right now? You know? Yeah, so, there's, anyway. there's uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of it that I didn't like. There's a lot of it that's really weird. And there's a lot of it that, you know, really kind of pulled me out of the fun I was having when I was having fun. That's what the helicopter like, did there, for me. There would be yeah. like a big chunk where I'm like, man, this is This cool. is really exciting. And, and I'm really yeah. liking this. And then all of a sudden they go, well, here's a dumb thing. Right. And like, we have to pretend there's some plot. So here's a dumb part that has to happen. Yeah. Uh, even, even the part, and I thought at this point, things were really getting off the rails. The longer the movie goes, the more I dislike it. Um, the closer mm. it gets to the end, because I pretty much hated everything that happened at the end. <laughs> yeah. And especially um, when uh, she gets, so we get, we get the girl back, right. uh, who is the person who shows up. Uh, and is on the motorcycle and is uh, Ilsa, yeah. is trying to kill what's his name super evil yep. guy yep. whatever so there's like this big cabin and she goes in and she's like oh I see him he's up there and she yeah. goes in there 
And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like she's got to be able to kick his ass, right? Mm-hmm. He's been sitting in a cell for like years. <laughs> yeah, doing crunches. With his with his arms. Yeah, you know. <laughs> European crunches. Yeah, planking. No. Yeah. Well, either she should be able to kick his ass or she shouldn't go in there. Right. Or, or right. she should just throw a grenade in there or something. I don't know. But she <laughs> right. goes in there like just so she can get beat up and we can have this goofy scene with uh, like all this crap. I'm like, at this stage in the movie, do I need this scene? Like it's not doing anything, but they're just trying to distract you from how stupid the diffusing thing is. So uh, I, I like that scene. Actually, I was irritated really pretty seriously by the whole helicopter thing. Just because we came up with that dumbass diffusing thing mm-hmm. only to have the helicopter chase. Right. And that is a kind of storytelling. That's that, the reverse that engineering I that I didn't like. I yeah. can't deal with. Yeah. We want to have this helicopter chase. We have to get the little key from him. Yeah. Because we've come up with this nonsensical thing that if you diffuse the bombs, it sets the other bomb off. Yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. That part's okay. Right. But if you diffuse a bomb, it can't go off. That's what diffusing a bomb means, right. Right? right? So at the end, they they cut the wires at the same time, and yeah. both bombs are diffused. That's all you need. You don't need the key. It doesn't. Yeah, that's not a that's not a thing. Or if you want to be a real bad we guy, just, crush just, the key. We just want to. Have, why do you, why do you tell why do you tell everyone? Hey, just in case somebody <laughs> comes after me, yeah. this is the thing. Like I'd put it under my boot and be like, well, now nobody's stopping nothing. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible, man. That's the way it is. Anyway, but it is a lot of fun, and it is a lot uh, of I got to say, it's uh, it's really worth seeing in the theater. It it, it it definitely was. It is uh, it's something you want to see yeah. on the big screen yep. if you can. If you have any interest in the first place in right. seeing Mission Impossible or summer crazy popcorn action yeah, movie, this is an easy one. This is one you got to go see yeah, in the I theater. Agree. It's uh, definitely worth it. Yeah. Uh, okay. That is uh, our time for the day, and uh, next week, I have no idea what we will end up actually seeing. Maybe Spike Lee's? Maybe Black Klansman? I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, But we will be back with something next week. Yeah. (laughs) Something fun. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, and uh, keep sending us emails. Yeah, please. And we will uh, try to get to them uh, on the air if we can. Yeah. Uh, But we'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.